with the fifth edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here and Kelly and some uh, folks from across the pond from Penny Dragon Games. Hey guys. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I must apologize in advance for the goblin noises in the background. I do have young children. Well, it, it's not your fault. It's really the breath of the Feywild. You have, you know, changelings all over the place, you know. You probably started working yeah. on the, the, the Magapoling chapter for the Feywild and changelings just popped up everywhere. Yeah, well, if the chaos is anything to go by, it's definitely Feywild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to get things rolling, uh, please go ahead and introduce yourselves and what is the Mag of Holding? Um, I guess uh, I'll go first there and then Ben. Uh, so my name is Paddy Finn. I am the CEO and founder of Penny Dragon Games. And um, yeah, I kind of take the lead in a lot of the stuff. Um, on Mag of Holding and our other publications. Um, I would do a lot of the editing and um, the oversight of the artwork. And I guess in the Mag of Holding, I, I, I term myself. Um, it's a tricky one because Mag of Holding isn't really a magazine. It's more of a book, despite the name. Um, but I still call myself the, uh, what's it called, editor-in-chief. Um, so I kind of like have the final say in how everything you know looks and, and, and the writing appears and stuff like that. Uh, that but that's me. And um, uh, hi, uh, my name is Ben Doherty, and I'm a game designer and editor. I'm working with Penny Dragon Games now. Um, more recently, on the the last two uh, Mag of Holdings, um, more heavily involved, and yeah, written a couple a uh, couple things for it. The, an adventure in the current Mag, um, lots of great Feywild stuff, and uh, also I do a lot of writing and editing and overseeing our Patreon. Uh, along with our managing editor, Kyle Gray. Um, yeah, so it's it's been, you know, a lot of fun and it's been a great opportunity. Um, just this last year has been a whole lot of uh, D&D writing for me, which has been great. Yeah, this thing's, it started out as a bit of an experiment back in February. Uh, so we thought, let's do a little Kickstarter, see how it goes, because we wanted to do a bit, much bigger Kickstarter in April and May, and we didn't want to, like, uh, make all of our mistakes and learn all of our lessons in the big one. So we said, let's do this little mega folding thing and make all, of, all, of our, all our mistakes there. Lots of mistakes were made, of course. Um, <laughs> but then um, it sort of kind of exploded uh, and took on a life of its own. And this is our fifth Kickstarter for this year and our fourth mega holding. So 
um, it's it's been as as Ben said an interesting and fun year for us. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know the the mega pollings have plenty of material for fifth edition D and D, which and technically any any version of D and D or fantasy RPG, which is nice. But uh, I do know uh, I've already shown the lesser mimic to a few of my players, and they're already saying, uh, "Can we get one?" <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have one person who wants a mimic pet in pretty much every campaign we play in. So it's one of those of, you mean it's a purse and a mimic? What? <laughs> <laughs> the perfect combo that everyone wants. <laughs> yeah. The perfect accessory. <laughs> you can uh, you can thank Kyle, um, our uh, managing editor. Uh, he contributed those and. Uh, Actually, lots of other um, fae familiars in the book. Uh, you can see the lesser mimic and the jackalope um, there on like on the, the Kickstarter page. But uh, there's my there's a, a few in there. There's a few more, but my two favourites are the Draco kit, um, which I've actually I I liked so much I put it in my adventure in the mag. So it's what it sounds like. It's a little cat dragon, um, which. <laughs> It's two things that I think nerds love, cats and dragons. Yes. Um, and uh, I tried to convince Kyle to give it a, um, a, a fireball hairball, but, you know, again, it was too punny. <laughs> you know, I don't blame him. There's no such thing. Yeah. No, there's, there's no such thing. Um, and yeah. speaking as someone who lives in the Southwest, thank you for including the jackalope. Because, of course, you know, we have jack jackrabbits galore out here, and it's nice to see uh, the jack um, the jackalope included. Yeah, it's a great it's a great mythological uh, creature. You know, it's it's kind of um, it's almost strange. I, I'm not even sure. It, it probably has popped up in previous editions of D&D, um, I would guess. But just, yeah, it was I, I haven't really seen it anywhere. And my other favorite of the fae familiars is the scavenger griffin which is um <laughs> a griffin like a little griffin but instead of you know a lion um and an eagle it's a, a raccoon and a crow <laughs> so, yes so please it's, yeah it's your ultimate little little scavenger sc- scroungy scavenging little yeah it's a trash <laughs> little, panda with wings it, it is yeah it's just yeah the, the ultimate the, magical trash pet. <laughs> the worst of both combinations. A trash panda with wings and a crow with hands. Yeah. <laughs> My god, what have we done? <laughs> you reach into your adventures pack and you wonder why are all these shiny little things in there your bag? Where did these come from? And the little familiar just hides behind a tree. <laughs> and, and where did all my food go? <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, I pay for all that food you have in your bag. I, you know, don't you want this aluminum foil? It's great. It's, it's way better than the sandwich that was, you know, it was being kept in. Shiny. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have a collection of shiny arrowheads? I don't know. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> if I give them to you, they'll be stolen within an hour. <laughs> yeah. They're collected. <laughs> oh yeah, that's sorry, Kelly. Yeah, that's <laughs> thank you for the correction. <laughs> Got to keep us honest. You know? <laughs> so, uh, in in the mage of holding a uh, breath of the Feywild, what what is the contents going to be expected? Like, what's what's the page count expected to be? 
Um, that's a good question. <laughs> we generally try to keep it to about 112, roughly, but the last one ended up being 130-something. That was the Gothic Horror one we did for Halloween. And by the looks of the content and the volume of it all, this one's going to be a little bit more than that. So it may be more along the lines of 140 pages or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be – It's a pretty. it'll be a pretty beefy – volume by the time yeah. it's done it is but but also um we're better saying you know we sometimes get a little um get a little ex- overexcited and like you said these things kind of grow and you just get loads of you know more and more good content and you want to bring more stuff to to the audience so even in um in mag 3 the gothic horror one like patty was saying and this one we added um Two things called the Tales from the Lawkeeper, which are available as add-ons, but they're essentially like they're, they're longer adventures, so they wouldn't really didn't really feel right to include them in the mag because it would be kind of it would be quite a, a bulk of it. So they are available just as add-ons, even in their own printed version. So they're a little smaller, and like so, uh, you know, the one for this one is um, up around 40 pages in and of itself, you know, including mm-hmm. in or I think not including maps, um, actually, because I'm just in the, we're in the process of editing that now. So, you know, there's, like I said, there's a ton of stuff and there's even add-ons for more more pages, you know, more content if you want to. So, but that uh, Tales from the Lawkeeper, uh, A Murder of Crows is by a uh, great, um, uh, great uh, creator who, um, yeah, she has a map for his patrons and he DMs one of our Twitch streams, one of the Twitch campaigns, uh, Richard Defoe, um, up there in uh, up there in Canada, so uh, yeah, shout out to Richard. It's it's uh, it's really great. So if you want even more than what's in the mag, there's there's uh, a whole other you know adventure for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Richard, stuff. Richard's awesome. I love Richard. Um, I think I met Richard a few years back when I think he he a player in one of my games introduced him. And he became a player in the game. And then, you know, it's really funny that a few years later, we're we're all doing this thing together. But um, just as a little disclaimer, that that adventure, once it's edited, may or may not be less than 40-something pages. (laughs) 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 Because, like, even the one before that, the the Gothic R one, it was Mm. also quite long. But kind of like, how sustainable is it? to have that many pages for one adventure, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I have to sort of run the numbers by these things and figure it all out. So it might be a little less. Yeah, that is just, it probably will. I mean, if I'm doing my job right, you know, <laughs> then it, it will be, um, you know, me and Kyle, we can edit it down, you know, um, yeah, because, you know, that's the way these things go. You just want, you want to just leave the, just the good stuff behind. And like anyone who writes things knows, you know, there's always, there's always fat that you can trim, you know, that's, that's how these things go. But it's yeah, we're, we're so never... hard to get rid of that. <laughs> it really <I> is, <laughs> because we, we, it's all so good. We, we're very spoiled in that we never have too much content. It's a, it's a, or we always have mm. too much content, sorry. We're never, um, yeah. we're never looking for content in terms of, you know, what to put in the mags. Um, even... Yeah. When we put out um, the call for writers to, you know, put their proposals forward for what they want to write, like it's very difficult because there's only so much you can squeeze mm. in 140 pages yeah. uh, mm. or 100 to 140, and 
it's mm-hmm. difficult like when when you have like te- you know four or five really good ideas that you know they're they're really good and I, i'd love to see them published but there there are these other r- really good ideas that we've already got going in there or you know so it's it's a bit of a juggling yeah. um act but you know we'll get there in the end maybe we should sure. just like have like the mag of holding on a bridged version or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, even even um, my own uh, adventure for the the willow and the wardrobe, which actually I think um, she's on the she's on the cover, and I think we also have have art for her. But the the witch of the willows, which um, Kyle designed uh, for the magazine, um, features in, in in my adventure. I I cut a chunk of it because. Like um, many of us, I was over ambitious, you know, and I was like, had this whole idea for adventure, and I'm, it, it is difficult to do that, you know, kill your darlings, as they say. I, I had to cut like um, a big chunk out of it, but ultimately, it's it's better because you know you want, um, you know, it's it's still quality that's left over, you know, and as you say, there's only so much you can fit in. You do have to have a limit, you know, at, at a certain point. Um, but it's it's good as well. I think that we're kind of bursting with ideas, and there's always, you know, there's always overflow. And who knows, you know, those things can go into into other um, Penny Dragon, you know, publications down the line. So it's 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 tough, you know, it's 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 uh, it's <laughs> tough, but it's it's good because you know you know what's coming out the other end is going to be really good, you know, because even the stuff that you're having to cut is stuff that you want in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Even the even the trimmable material is precious and good. I mean, you could always yeah. always do a little Patreon sneak peek of, hey, uh, here's here's little uh, the extended cuts, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a great idea. I might actually do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the director's <laughs> cut. Yeah, the release the Snyder cut of the Megavolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's five hundred pages long. <laughs> it's and now so, on I think volume. Something, something went wrong with the. With the printer, the colors are washed out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what, isn't the Feywild supposed to be really colorful? Why is everything evil and dark and has a gritty <laughs> voice? Who's Martha? <laughs> Why did you say her name? <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> it's the Feywild, no names. <laughs> I'm sorry, DCEU fans. <laughs> This is why all gamers are precious. I'm just going to say and throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, in regards to the Feywild, I got to ask both of you guys, and I'll throw, out, throw this out for Kelly, even though I think I know the answer. In regards to Feywild, are you Seely or Unseely? Since it's all about the teams these days. Yeah. Patty, I'll, I'll, I'll let you... Uh... Give your response first. I... <laughs> well, I. Oh, Patty, I think mm. Patty is muted. Well, uh, uh, oh, sorry, Kelly. Yeah, go on. I probably I like. It depends on my mood. Uh, today <laughs> it's Seely. <laughs> Tomorrow, honey, beware. <laughs> yeah. She's it's, as changeable uh, as a fae. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, that's it. I'm definitely. Uh, I, w- I would say Seely. I'm I'm a big marshmallow. Um, the only time I'm unseely is um, when I am I'm hangry. So <laughs> keep me fed and I'll, and I'll you know 
I might as well be Totoro. <laughs> you know, but, but um, the thing actually on that point, there is um, in the in the mag the subclass, um, which uh, was made, uh, one of our writers, um, also from from the states, um, John Sieber is uh, is really good. He he has done a, a College of Two Courts, so it's a Bard subclass that you choose. It's you choose the Sealy or the Unsealy. So there's kind of two themes, you know, you've you've got your kind of, you know, good enchantment magic and then a kind of good natured mischief or, you know, uh, more Super treacherous, dark. you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. But I think, um, Patty, uh, uh, I don't want to speak for you. I mean, I think I know what camp I put you in, but, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'm on Sealy. Even though I think I'm Sealy. <laughs> Especially if you ask my wife. You know, you make it a different answer. <laughs> yeah. What about the kids? That's, that's, that's the real question. Yeah, they're definitely on Sealy. All children are on Sealy face. <laughs> they, they, they definitely are. They've got a lot of that in them. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fun and games until it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so and I actually got some of the artwork back for that subclass actually for one of the NPCs, oh. or should I say the two, the pair of NPCs because it's a set of yes. twins, uh, twin halflings, mm. and one's obviously Sealy, one's on Sealy, and they um the the artist did a really good job of depicting them as twins, but also bringing out the different characteristics mm. in them. So hopefully I'll be able to share that on an update in the next day or two. Yeah, sweet. And because the other thing with that is, um, the for the story for those NPCs, I thought was um a, a great choice by John, the writer, who had um essentially yeah they they were both um essentially both kidnapped by a coven of hags, um and so they're twins but uh, sisters and they essentially they both went through the same trauma but they reacted to it in very different ways you know and they kind of got separated in an escape attempt and one ended up with one court and one with the other and i thought it was just a great representation of that idea you know and that that sort of two sides of the coin with the fae you know mm -hmm. um so they're, yeah they're great npcs so I'm, I'm actually i'm looking forward to seeing that art myself because it, uh, it was a it was a great it was a great subclass to edit you know I'm very intrigued as um, I'm I'm actually an identical twin and oh. I always joke that I'm the evil twin. <laughs> I am sinister. She is dexter. Um, uh, and we're mirror twins. So we're exact opposites. Um, uh, everything you know, like our, our hands, if you flip our glasses over, if you, you know, it's, um, uh, so I'm very intrigued. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's definitely the mag for you. <laughs> yeah, we, we may have to rename the evil one to Kelly. <laughs> we might. There's so still my time. gamer handle is Kelwyn. K-E-L-L-W-Y-N. So that's, that's okay. my... <laughs> so is that K-E-L-W-I or Y-N? K-E-L-L-W-Y-N. Uh, the Welsh yeah. um, kind of... There. And my sister and I, we actually, she doesn't play anymore, but like in World of Warcraft, we have identical twin, K 
character. <laughs> Carwin and Kelwin. <laughs> People thought it. we were bots. <laughs> we're not. Did you by any chance ever stay at the Overlook Hotel in Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> we did that to somebody once. Oh, when, uh, we used to on do, Sealy. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. We, we used to do uh, Scottish country dancing at my at our at yeah. my university. And um, there was a boy there. His name was Charlie. And they had this long hall, you know. And <laughs> Carrie and I stood at the end of the hall and go, come and play with us, Charlie, forever <laughs> and ever. I love it. Yeah, definitely. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Oh. <laughs> See, I always, of course, have to always go with the unseely because you never know why the unseely does what they do. They do, but uh, they mm. usually have a lesson or reason behind it. You know, yeah. it's those those classic fairy tale and ghost stories that if you just behaved and had proper etiquette, yeah. everything would mm-hmm. be fine. But sometimes <laughs> you got to bring out the hammer, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um... Actually, that that's um, um, in. Um, oh, you're breaking up. I think you break it up there, Ben. Sounds like a harpsichord. It does. I think maybe uh, the, he's been dragged into the Feywild. And I think we have set the Fey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever we said, uh, the unsealing court has taken offense. Yeah, he's about yeah. to give away secrets. Can't have that. <laughs> no, gotta take take him out. Um, give just uh, while he works on that. Um, it's funny we're saying about you know they have there's often a, a lesson behind it or, or a reason for it, and um, I think that I don't want to be giving it away, but we include a short story um, at the end of each mag of holding. And in this one, we included one by, uh, the talented, uh, NG Thompson. And, uh, she's a creative writer and I've known her for, uh, quite some time. She had a really good job of kind of bringing out that aspect of it. You know, it's, it's a story with a bit of a twist and you've got this lesson at the end of it, which is really good. I'm looking forward to it. I am. We, we actually once played. Have you ever played the Dresden, um, uh, which is a fate system, the Dresden role playing game? My I actually I, haven't. I mean, I've read the books, but I haven't played the game. I'd love to. Well, my sister and I chose uh, Faye as her. She was a knight of uh, the. Uh, well, we, we played with it. Uh, we made uh, that the autumn court wasn't gone. It was just, you know, it was down to two. <laughs> the, uh, the autumn night and, and then I was a child of autumn. I was a changeling. So, um, and we had a lot of fun with it. Secretly the Earl King's daughter. Mm. Because, mm. of course, you know, when we played with it, we decided that uh, the spring and Fall courts were the, the the lords, whereas the ladies were summer and winter. Hmm. And we don't talk about spring. Oh. He got uppity. <laughs> <laughs> he got uppity, and that's why the uh, Earl King is in charge of the Wild Fae now. 
We just you call had it a bit the too wild much spring in a step. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't I mess with math. <laughs> These are the puns that you come, I'm, you know, that I'm, you will find in. Oh, I'm not even going to apologize. No, yeah. no, no. no. No, no apologies are necessary. Honorary. I'll take the punishment. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually want to create a character called the Punisher, but he's spelled P-U-N-N-I-S-H-E-R. And he's like a bard kind of character, and he just uses really horrible puns as cutting words, <laughs> and it just, it's savage. <laughs> Creates yeah. a whole new meaning to vicious mockery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody, exactly. somebody. Well, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm sure there probably is on the, you know, out on the Unearth Arcana subreddit or somewhere out in the D and D sphere. There's probably a homebrew one, but uh, I feel like somebody needs to have some kind of a a comedian or you know a bad pun dad joke kind of bard, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I actually, uh, I I love playing bards. I do. And yeah. I actually have a whole sheet of any time I think of a joke, you know, I have yeah. to like, so if I'm fighting a goblin, I actually give a vicious mockery. So it's like, I'm going to cast vicious mockery at the goblin. I'm like, oh, green was so last season. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it cuts oh, to my soul. Yeah, that's great. Definitely among friends here because I played a bard in an online game two years ago and his name was Andes Helf, and he was um, he had a German accent. But if you look at the two words, the the the, the name, the, the forename and the surname, and you put it together, he was an elf, by the way. Um, it's on the shelf. Nobody <laughs> 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 uh, puts this elf on the I shelf. Through, yeah, he's an elf on the shelf. Um, but yeah. his name was Andes Helf, and he had the German accent, and. Um, he played for a very long time, and no one under, no one figured it out. So I, I I don't know. We played about five or six sessions, and no one no one put one one together. I'm just killing you inside. <laughs> it's like, come on, my know, genius I, I, is I, wasted on you all. I know, yeah. I know. Part of me was like really proud of it, and the other part of me was like, oh, this is so wasted. Yeah, yeah. And then there's difficult. that secret joke of how long can you let it go. Yeah. I don't yeah. I say secret joy. You know, <laughs> until somebody gets it. Yeah. I like I yeah, I love that. So in the um recently Penny Dragon we, we uh had um like a uh, showcase, we showed off uh, an encounter from the mag at um I'm probably gonna butcher this. I'm I'm gonna say Dreikon Dreikon at in, in a German um convention and mm-hmm. We just did. We did a. We streamed a little game, and uh, me and some of the other like DMs and some of the other players from the Twitch were playing. And uh, I decided to go for a Warforged Barbarian, which was a, a Wild Magic Barbarian. Uh, but the war, it, it, I chose Warforged because my guy was a giant Nutcracker um, called <laughs> Ca- uh, Major Pistachio, um, <laughs> and he was like an old British like army officer, and he was all, "What do I tell you? Tell you? Oh, what's this thing?" and his head was just cracked open and you could see all the gears. <laughs> and then when he raged, his uh, cheeks got all red hot and he turned into a cockney. Um, <laughs> was, you know, he just had a big hammer and I was like, yeah, I had to do it. I was like, it's a one-off session. I'm, I'm playing a nutcracker. <laughs> yeah. But his original name was um, 
what was it? Um, no, not it was Captain. No, Colonel Walnut, and then somebody had settled on Pistachio because it was like Pinocchio and and Mustachio, and it was still a nut. <laughs> no, and, yeah. Oh, sorry, people, but these are the kinds of folks that work on Mega Holding. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably going to come back because everybody was. <laughs> we decided we wanted to come back because the session ended him with with him um, sacrificing himself to uh, some weird, uh, you know, intergalactic collector type figure. Um, so apparently, there's going to be a rescue mission for Major Pistachio, or <laughs> you know, so the rest of the party have said. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, just, that's fantastic. When you're when you're a cracker, every problem you you have is a nut, you know. After <laughs> <laughs> that one. That is, yeah. He was a nutcracker whose nut had been cracked. He was. Yeah. Oh, that was the whole thing behind the wild magic was you know presumably he was some sort of you know golem magical century but because he was just his head was just split open all the magic was going haywire and, you know, <laughs> it. it's making sure your character has lots of character yeah oh, oh yeah sorry like... he also had a little little nutcracker i took the talking doll from xanathar's guide the little magic item oh. uh, and he was he was called <laughs> lieutenant chip so. <laughs> and he made a little wind up, you know. Oh my god, I love it so much. Oh, I'm trying to play him again. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty is when you find those little characters that have so much character, you know, that you just, mm. you know, enjoy playing, which that's an important yeah. part of playing, damn it, is find a character who's unique and playful and fun, you know. I mean, yeah. and might be accosted by Santa and his elves, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the character you want for um, Patty's Santa Claus, a little, yeah. um, a little extra for the for Kickstarter. Yeah, we should probably <laughs> run a game, actually. I'll run the uh, We Wish You a Scary Christmas, and you probably can play should. Major Pistachio. Pistachio. That would be, oh, yeah. that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, we have to do that. Yes. You could have an elf named Jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what about a yeah, what about an elf who's kinda like based off Stringer Bell from the wire and we just call them Jingle Jing, Jingle Bell? <laughs> Streetwise elf. You don't like it when my jingles jingle. <laughs> <laughs> You know, his decoy is he takes some bells and throws them, so when you hear them land, you look there, and he's sneak attacking from the other side. Oh, yeah. All bearings that are all just a little, like, little, you know, tink, tinker bells, you know? Oh, the little elf jingle bells. Yeah. Hey, I could see slipping on one of those and really, really, really messing yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, we might even we might have to invite some um, some some un some unseely you know um, role players on maybe for that stream. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if only we knew some. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where we'd find them. <laughs> it, it would be difficult. You'd have to leave out like a bowl of milk under the bed, or you know, some porridge with honey, you know, and just see who arrives <laughs> magically. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Now I'm like thinking, oh, what would be a good character? <laughs> <laughs> the cogs Some are sort of reindeer centaur. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, 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 okay, big rain. Okay, reindeer centaur, like a um, a fighter with the unarmed fighting style, or a pugilist for Benjamin Huffman's pugilist on DMs Guild. Great um, homebrew <laughs> class. We're using it in um, one of our Twitch streams. I love it. Uh, so, like a fisticuffs, big reindeer centaur um, called Rudolf Lundgren. And secretly, he's got a high intelligence, but nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just so he can be rolling death saves, and I can say, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> uh, we have found our tribe. <laughs> yeah, we. Wait, can we make this a weekly engagement? <laughs> the round table. So uh, I don't think I mentioned it previously, but online for Penny Dragon Games, where can folks find you guys? Um, the we have a website for Mag of Holding, um, which is magofholding.com. That thing mm-hmm. needs updated. I'm afraid it's a bit. It's a bit. Uh, I was kind of using it to document and sort of like using it as a journal for our progress throughout the year, but I kind of left that behind a little bit a few months back. Um, but it's still a good place to find out some information. But um, pennydragon.games is our new website that just launched, and it's got a little store attached to it for anyone who misses the Kickstarter, so you can get Mega Holding on there, and we'll be adding other products over the course of the new year. So some merchandise, lots of puns. Um, <laughs> we have a T-shirt in development, and it's got a Yeti on it with a Santa hat, and it says, are you Yeti for Christmas? Uh, so that's where you, you probably saw the video on uh, the, the bit of art on the um, YouTube video, or the mm-hmm. YouTube video, sorry, the Kickstarter video, which had the Yeti in it. Uh, so, yeah, it'll have stuff like that. So PennyDragon.games is probably the best place to find us. But, of course, you know, we're always floating around on Kickstarter, so we're mm-hmm. there, too. And exactly what should folks look for on Kickstarter to have you guys pop up? If you put, actually, I think it's under um, Paddy Finn, or you can check Mag of Holding, and you'll see our active Mag of Holding campaigns. Mm-hmm. And even if you if you Google Mag of Holding, it'll show the the previous ones. Um, and actually, if you go to magofholding.com and subscribe to the newsletter, mm-hmm. um, it's probably one of the best ways to stay in touch and to make sure you receive any announcements for pre-launches and things like that when it comes to Kickstarters, because we do try to, um, we aren't always very good at this because they tend to get a little far ahead of us, um, especially when you're doing five of them a year, but we do try to um, launch the pre-launch a few weeks before just to give people a heads up and, uh, you know, anyone who's been following for a while can uh, get get in on the first day and whatever. So um, our, our newsletter is probably one of the best ways to, to make sure you don't miss anything. Because mm-hmm, speaking of miss, there are four days left in the Breath of the Feywild. I was about to say five, but it's it's down to four today because a new day. Mm-hmm. It's funny how those get away from you. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny because we we normally launch at nine a.m. 
Pacific time um, on a Tuesday uh, because that's kind of like one of the better times for audiences. You know, everyone across the states are sort of have started their day or starting their days and whatnot. But um, because we're in the United Kingdom, stroke Ireland, um, it, it, it's it's really confusing because we launched the Kickstarter and then the next day it's like, oh, it's t- day two, but it's like it really isn't day two because <laughs> you know we launched it on the when it was the previous day for the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See the magic of time zones and 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 losing a day. <laughs> Exactly. There is there is no time in a five hours. Somebody yeah, somebody cast time stop. We got any <laughs> we got any high level wizards that we could, you know. And uh, um, speaking speaking of launch, because I was shocked when I saw when I saw the email for the announcement on this one. How long did it take for you guys to fund once you launched? We funded in a little under an hour, I believe. Um, which is really impressive <laughs> yeah it just shows the you know we have such an amazing community um you know mm. we've we started as this tiny little nobody back in february and we're still, we still haven't grown huge or anything but you know our, our community has grown and they've been really supportive and we really really appreciate and are very grateful for, for our community and you know we, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be doing this without them Essentially, you know, they they we are here because of our amazing community. <laughs> oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, they make that sort of thing happen. You know, um, I mean, we 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 raise our goal. Um, I think this is the highest goal funding goal we had, and we still made it in under an hour. So that was amazing. It just yeah. shows that the, folks can feel your love in the writings. You know, and, and you know, as you can see, you're not the only ones who enjoy the punishment. You know. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, the Discord in, in, on the website there's a link. Uh, there's a link to the Discord is a great place to join because even like I got involved initially through the um, I don't know if I saw like an, an, an ad or something for the way back the the, the uh, Eisendor's Vault of Tragic Treasures, um, a big hard cover book that. Uh, for playtesting and I like, signed up to the mailing list and then I was on, I was on the discord when there was like 20 people on there. And uh, I started writing a few blogs in the run up to that Kickstarter launch with Patty. And then just, you know, it was very welcoming and I got, you know, I got more and more involved and then started, you know, we started this Patreon. And so it's, you know, it's, it's great. I, I went from, you know, being one of like 20 people on the discord to now it's just grown and grown and there's great community and, we're all running games on and playing games on Twitch and, you know, sharing memes, which is, you know, the, the function of any internet <laughs> forum. So, you know, that's great if anybody wants to get involved or just, you know, be up on the news. The Discord is, is great as well. Um, yeah. And uh, for the Discord, what's the, the, the link that you would search for for you guys on Discord? If you say Penny Dragon Games Discord, we should show up. Yeah. And I think there is a there should be a clickable link that take you to an invite link on the website as well, and on the Kickstarter um, page, I believe. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, so you're right. I think yeah. Um, but that's another yeah, that's another uh, good avenue because uh, there's um I don't even uh, but I don't even know what we're at now. Um, we're hovering. Last I checked, which was actually a while back, we, we were hovering around one thousand two hundred. 
Uh, we we yeah. grew really quickly at one stage. We we were yeah. running a big um a big uh what was it advertising campaign sort of towards back end. Yeah. I know it was in summer, and our audience grew significantly over about two or three months. And and we sort of led to we took the foot off that pedal for a while. Um, and it's kind of like fluctuated a little bit. You know, one thousand two hundred, one thousand four hundred, that sort of area. But I mean, it, yeah. it's it's amazing that you know it was zero this time <laughs> last year. Or, I mean, we only started yeah, this. Even, yeah. It, it was was it around this time last year? I think. Um, um so, I'm trying to think because was a Discord earlier twenty twenty one. I can't remember, but it, yeah, it was maybe. I think I joined the Discord like right around the time I started. The blogs, which I think was like February, okay, or maybe so, when we got in contact. So I, I like, I don't know how long it had been around before then, but probably not very long because it was about 20 people, and you know, some of them were mods, and you know, yeah, yeah. Were it's Kyle still a Other, yeah, like half of the Discord was probably the creative team at the time, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. So I don't even know if it's been a year, you know. Yeah, probably not. I am. I am looking at your Kickstarter right now, and yes, um, uh, at near the bottom, you do have your links for your Discord, your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. There you go. Kelly, Kelly knows more about <laughs> <than> you. <laughs> <laughs> I had it up because I backed it this morning. So if that's the case, then Kelly, what's the link to the Patreon? Because we haven't mentioned the Patreon site yet. We've talked about it, oh. but we haven't mentioned where it is. Okay, hold on. I have that up too. And while she's looking <laughs> that up, I do want to share that uh, on Twitch, uh, my buddy David says your artwork looks amazing. By the way, because I was sharing some screenshots of the artwork. Mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, our again, we're spoiled with with artists. We we work with <laughs> such amazing. That's one of my favorite pro- parts of the whole creative process is working with the artists and telling them, you know, getting getting what the writer has and then translating that into a brief for the artist and then getting it back. And it's just, it's like magic watching it come together. And yeah, the, the, the folks, we're very lucky that we work with such talented people. Yeah, the uh, the artwork is lovely. Um, but the Patreon, um, if you go to Patreon, it's uh, Penny Dragon. <laughs> Literally, patreon.com slash Penny Dragon. There you well, go. Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. That's <And> a lie. You <laughs> 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 yeah. overcomplicate everything with puns. Yeah, <laughs> we really stop. do. Okay. And um, then the yeah, joy in yeah. trying to simplify it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'd all be out of a job if, we, if it was too simple. But um, <laughs> the the what what I really like about the Patreon is we're trying to do something a little different. Um and. and uh, ben and a few other creators um, are very sort of involved. I think it's like maybe four. Uh, is it three, three writers? Well, um, it's yeah, yeah. Kyle wrote some stuff earlier on. Um, yourself and John Sieber and and uh, Joan uh, Jacobs. And um, Joan. Yeah, John has done um, a few. He's done a little. John. I mean, early on. Um, I, uh, we kind of got me Kyle working to get a backlog together, and since then, I mean, John has stepped up and submitted, yeah, uh, just a bunch of stuff. We're, so we're yeah. still ahead. You know, we like to try and keep a little bit ahead, so we have some breathing room. Um, yeah. 
but what we what we're trying to do on that is it's not just like you know give people content give patrons you know files once a month whatever it's trying to get patrons involved with um creating a publication so Currently, it's all based on Minehelm, the Patreon, and it's set in a you know the world of Andavan, um, in the kingdom of Aragos on that world. Um, and it's kind of like we we take a lot of the stream material from this area as well. And it's the idea is the patrons get to you know talk to us on the private Discord servers, and there's a call for a certain tier once a month, and um, they get to have a bit of you know they, they get to give us feedback and let us know what ideas are working and what they would like to see. So essentially the patrons are helping us to create the publication. So eventually there will be a, a setting book, a hard, hardcover two to 300 page book. Uh, we'll do on Kickstarter, maybe later on down the line. And it's like the, the patrons will have been a big part in creating that publication. So it's, they get to create something. It's not just that, you know, they get stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a participation goes both ways. Plus it's nice having that from the creator content point of view, getting the feedback because feedback is hard, you know, you know, finding yeah. out what exactly they're wanting, enjoying, you know, are they getting as much enjoyment as you guys are, you know? Definitely. Um, we actually, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. We recently started using a beta reading team for Mag of Holding. Um, we started using it on Gothic Horror. We, we had planned to do it, wait, you know, for the first two uh, as well, but we just didn't have the time. Uh, but we eventually got around to, to using the beta reading team, and like they get to see the PDF first, and they, they read it all through and let us know if there's anything you know they change or that's weird or clunky or they didn't understand. And just having that feedback as well has been incredibly useful. Um, yeah. So yeah, 100 percent. And that was sourced, or not entirely, but some of that was sourced from the Discord as well, right? We put out a call. Um, I think that was primarily the Discord, yeah. There was there were one or two people outside, but it was mainly, yeah. mainly Discord, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. First, you must take the oath of super secrecy that you will not disclose anything under oath <laughs> of the Fae coming after you. <laughs> you'll be in you'll be inundated with puns in, in, in pun we'll send wing trench pandas after you <laughs> yes oh I, yeah was that on mic or off mic the discussion of the scavenger griffin uh, that remember. was off yeah, mic was... if you'd like to bring that up by the way <laughs> oh so yeah what, what kelly's referring to is uh we were talking about um uh i, I think jim you would you um brought up uh Visible on the Kickstarter page is a sneak peek of the Lesser Mimic, which is one of um, uh, six uh, Fae familiars that, that we have in the mag. So um, you can see there's a Lesser Griffin, a Lesser Mimic, a Lesser Phoenix, and there's a Jackalope, uh, which is visible as well, a little bit of art for it. But uh, my two favorites personally are the Draco Kit, which is uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's a cat dragon, two things that nerds love, you know, more than anything. Um, and the other is the, the scavenger griffin, which is instead of a mighty eagle and lion, it's a, uh, a crow and a raccoon. <laughs> so, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. I think those are going to be the biggest hit. I mean, as you know, well, that and the mimic. Yeah. Cause who doesn't want, yeah. who doesn't want a little baby mimic? Especially if it's a purse, you know, mimic purse. Exactly. Yeah, you really will never find anything in your purse again. You know, <laughs> talking about your but purse. But it will coordinate everything. with 
It will coordinate with everything you wear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man, I could just think of the the medieval city with a purse snatcher coming by, grabbing that, and realizing worst day ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid um, that I've just that's I mean what what you just said is I just had a horrible realization, which is that we called it a lesser mimic and not a purse snatcher. <laughs> 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 well, no, I would have one I know would name him Percy. <laughs> there we go. We're, you, we're you leaving that up to Gucci? the players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just call him Percy for short. <laughs> Whenever Percy's not on screen, everyone should be asking, where's Percy? <laughs> <laughs> In the background, there's a purse inchworming across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just hear a cat hiss off camera. <laughs> it reminds oh you know it reminds me of um this is totally off topic but it was a um a book by um it's terrible I'm going to forget the author's name but it was it was um illustrated by uh Chris Riddle or Chris Riddell I'm never actually sure I've never actually heard his name pronounced but uh, he's a great illustrator. He used to illustrate these Edge Chronicles books that I read when I was younger. And uh, he did work, I think, more recently with Neil Gaiman. But uh, he had illustrated this book that I, I had when I was younger, which I loved, called The Story Giant. And it was a bunch of um, like little stories and fables that had been collected from around the world and also some original stories um, that were all told throughout this kind of, um, you know, there was like... A, Oh, I'm blanking on the term, but, you, you know, there was like a sort of a, a wraparound narrative about mm. there was this giant telling the stories. But one of them was about this mean old lady who suddenly discovered that there was like an interdimensional, like there was like a black hole inside her purse. And so <laughs> everything like her neighbor's cat that she didn't like, she shoved it in and eventually she was shoving in everything she didn't like. And eventually it just it burst. And I think she got sucked in. And, you know, there were all these fables with like you were saying jim you know unseely lessons you know they're all these kind of fables and uh, that's just all i can think of now with the little the, the purse that's essentially a, <laughs> it has an interdimensional you know you can make like a little bag of holding mimic <laughs> eventually whoever's on the other side saying who keeps putting all this crap in my closet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it all has to go somewhere yeah, that everyone in his family thinks he's a hoarder, and he's like, "No, I don't. I don't know where it's coming from." I was like, "Sure, Grandpa, you, know, <laughs> you need help." Now it makes me wonder if dryers are actually mimics, and they only like the left sock. Oh, oh. <laughs> that would explain a lot. As a story, yeah, yeah. That explains so much. <laughs> so uh, one thing I did want to. Uh, you know throw out there for you guys that uh, on the kickstarter if uh, you don't have copies of mag of holdings previous books there is the planar traveler which can get you physical and pdf copies of the previous copies too to get caught up mm. which by the way is like an amazingly good deal by the way i want to throw that one out there yeah thanks we um we figured we have a few extra copies of those first three kickstarters knocking around so it would be worth um 
you know, putting them put, putting them on there. And it, just like you say, it's it's a, it's a nice way for someone to maybe get into the series. You know, if they want to mm-hmm. get all four on the, the deal, we, we thought, well, if people are getting all four, then we can knock a few dollars off of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as someone who does Patreons for, for overseas, your shipping costs are really, really reasonable. I want to throw that out to you, by the way. Yeah, we have our amazing um, fulfillment partners, Nord Games. Thank for that. So um, we, we kind of like we do a bit of a hybrid thing where in Europe we send some of the things from here. But generally speaking, um, so what happens is we get our stuff printed in Toronto of all places um, because we we don't like having to wait you know six months to a year for stuff to arrive. <laughs> where it's supposed, <laughs> though saying that we have been experiencing some shipping delays with with one of our uh, shipments despite it being in Toronto. So it, it goes from Toronto to our warehouse in California and then um, from California it gets shipped out to, to all the good backers and, and all the good people. And that's just because like 70 to 80% of, of our people are in the United States. So it just makes sense to keep it all over there. Well, mm-hmm. speaking on behalf of the folks in the US, we appreciate that and thank you. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. That That's always the, one of those... The, ones that I look at for Kickstarters is, you know, what is the shipping cost going to be? Because sometimes that can mm, really scare you when all of a sudden you're like, backing, 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 and then some terrifying number comes up for shipping, and then it's I like, know. oh, okay, PDF and, only. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one thing that even, um, like, I, um, and they're a fantastic company, and I, I love, you know, their products, but um, the recent, um, because I love the Cobalt Press books, and they're recent on the the Tome of the, the Tome of Heroes that they released recently with all subclasses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was disappointed because on the Kickstarter, um, and it's I understand it's kind of out of their hands, but there was no shipping option for physical copies to the EU. So I mean I'm in Ireland, so you know I I, I couldn't get the physical copy even if I wanted to. But I mean I'll, I'll pick one up when it. You know when it when it releases like general release, um, but uh, I had to settle for the PDF only. Um, yeah. Shipping is it's it's crazy. My my local game store, um, on top of all the other shipping delays and stuff because of COVID and, and everything else, um, he I, I went in just the other day to pick some stuff up and he was saying there was like eight grand worth of merchandise which was. Um, I don't know. There was some they they made some screw up with serial numbers. It was the, the you know the courier service, and it was coming from the UK over here, and then it arrived in port, and then there was some screw up, and it just got shipped immediately back to the UK. Oh, <laughs> so he's oh, like, there's eight no. grand worth of merchandise just for Christmas, just sailing away, full of Fizzbands, Treasury of Dragons, and <laughs> magic <laughs> cards and Pokemon cards, and I'm like, man, that's got us. You know, I felt so bad. It was just. Especially when you're trying to, you know, keep these places open, you know, the brick and mortar friendly local game stores, you know. Yeah, something like that can break them, especially with the holidays, you know. It's... Yeah, yeah. Because I think he had borrowed money, you know. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, that's, you know. Uh, but I, you know, or he'd said to me, um, you know. But uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's tough out there, you know. Um, and of course, so, like I've talked to all of my gaming groups and stuff, it's like, hey, when it comes to shipping right now, cut people slack because the world is still in chaos. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, most of our people have been very understanding. Um, sure. Unfortunately, with uh, Gothic Car, anyone who backed Gothic Car got their stuff pretty well. There was a little bit of delay on that one, but it, it kind of it was like two weeks of a delay, I think, um, if memory serves. But then anyone who added on the first mega polling, um, I think that that delay is still ongoing for some people. So uh, most people are, are actually very understanding and, you know, as long as you kind of keep them up to date and, you know, keep people mm-hmm. in the loop and are transparent about these things, I think people are happy to cut you some mm-hmm. slack. But I mean, it can be frustrating, you know, especially if you're, if you were expecting something a month ago and it still isn't here. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's, it, it gets trickier. I, I think the main thing is always, yeah, it's, you have to be understanding, but if it's a gift or something, you know, that's always tricky. But I think with, um, as Patty was saying, when it was bundled with the people who backed for the issue one is, I believe we're just giving that like a little, um, a little um, errata, you know, update. It's just getting a little spruce, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it is our first issue. So I think there's a basically a reprint of that, you know, which is why there's a little bit of a, a delay, you know, on uh, on that tier. But um, it's gonna I promise it's gonna look. Uh, it's going to look great when it, when you do get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and as long as, you know, it's for good reason, you know, and printing takes time. I mean, so many printers mm-hmm. right now are backed up on projects. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's, they have to yeah. wait for supplies to show up so they can print the item and then send it out. I mean, it, it's funny how yeah. these things can all cascade together, you know? Sure. And you want communication to do, is key. do it right, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, definitely. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I agree. Keeping keeping the lines of communication open is um, it, it, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And the nice thing is, when you got the PDF, you can at least, like you were saying, at least at least get rolling with the PDF. You know, that's that's a good thing too. So that way you can get, read it, get into it, throw it into your games. You know, because let's be honest, that's yeah. what's really bad is enjoying of reading and then throwing it into your games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is from. Yeah, because I mean, and I suppose that's the thing. Even you know, a lot of people um, with Kickstarters, and I've done it, especially for things where I might be, um, you know, if it's my first time um, backing with a, a certain company, or you know, you might get say a PDF first because it's you know you don't know if you want to, you know, um, <laughs> spend the money, at, or, or just you know you got only got so much room on the shelf or you know you think well i'm probably going to look at the pdf and i'm going to make dm notes or whatever or you know like um you know or you might be a player and maybe you just want subclass sounds cool so you know maybe you want subclass or the the new spells in the book which are actually going to be really good for anybody who uh, wants to create mischief (laughs) like um (laughs) just just as an idea one of them is a Jacobaro's field of phantasmal frogs. So <laughs> that's basically you just summon a bunch of phantasmal frogs and they just bother and distract the enemies. <laughs> so, you know, they just start hopping around. Um, you know, so what more could you want? Uh, hey, never, never knock a uh, good distraction at the right time. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know. Nobody wants yeah. to be covered on frogs when they're trying to be a big bad evil guy monologuing and trying to get out his spell. Oh yeah. It's the ultimate bard spell, you know. It's just <laughs> there's a lot of that, yeah. 
Oh, there's a frog, frog in my throat. And actually, another one that I really like um, is um, it's a, a cantrip, which is, you know, it felt like good for a sorcerer. It's basically, I suppose it's kind of like Chaos Bolt. It, it's just a little cantrip that does a random damage type called uh, called Mana Spark. You know, because I thought, like, there's something for sorcerers that, you know, you want, like, a damaging spell and you feel like maybe you got to take Firebolt or something, you know, but then you look like a pyromancer. So it's just like a raw magic kind of cantrip, you know, for someone who's maybe a wild magic sorcerer or doesn't want to go for one element over the other, you know. And it felt very, it was uh, something we had floating around and it just, it felt like a good fit for the Feywild, you know. Oh, I like that. It's just a, an eruption. So it's it's a I think it's the same range, and it's uh, I think it's a D10, maybe it's a D8, but it's it's a no, I think it's a D8, but it's a deck save because magic just explodes, you know, like randomly <laughs> at, a, at you know at a creature and or a, or a point and see, you know, it's just everything goes haywire. So it's the party popper. <laughs> party popper, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, so yeah, like you know, but it's good, good stuff. If you're a DM, you're gonna find loads of stuff in there. If you're a player, there's gonna be a bunch of good options for you, you know. And there's gonna be a couple of good stories worth, you know, getting getting into and enjoying too. So that's gonna be good. Yeah, and we've done. And if you're a Ginny D fan, there's a, a, an interview with Ginny D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we try to um, like we want obviously create specific tools that people can use but you'll usually find there's you know little bits of lore dotted throughout um like you said there's a there's story in there as well and it's not just about like giving people tools it's about giving people the inspiration um and and little sparks to create ideas and scenarios where they can use those tools um because you know, it is a collaborative storytelling experience. So if you if you slap a bit of story in there and it, it highlights and features a bunch of the elements from the rest of the publication, then, you know, and you're reading that, and you go, oh, yeah, I can see that happening with my party. Or, oh, yeah, I'm doing this in a campaign, and that would fit really well. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that's what we do a little differently. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not just going, oh, here's a bunch of magic items. It's like, okay, <laughs> here are the magic items, and here's how you might you know, use these and mm-hmm. the weird things that you might yeah. have considered that you could do with them. And, you know, as a player here, are ways you can maybe really, you know, uh, scare your DM <laughs> or, or vice versa, <laughs> DM scare your players, you know, whatever, whatever way it goes. And I think that's um, something as well, which has come across really well that we've tried to do in the Patreon is, you know, all the encounters, um, we include like a little bit of, uh, either like like a, a scene basically it's it's essentially just a little bit of prose like a little bit of lore that connects to the encounter and then there's also a little bit of um you know it's like the text isn't taken up by it's it's pretty much just the info you need to drop this encounter into your game but there's also suggestions and like a little bit of story surrounding it so that if you wanted to expand it or drop it into your campaign there's like a little bit of background to the encounter and then also you know these things are made for or they're they're set in the city of Minehelm and they revolve around the, the brown cloaks this city watch in that city but you know we, we have a note on all of them that says obviously this is 
you can drop it in anywhere. It's, you know, we've used in the words mine helm mm-hmm. or, you know, there's the, a city watch party that's gone sent to investigate. But, you know, maybe your party just stumbles across this in the underdark or, you know, uh, someone, somebody pays them to go investigate something, you know, so it's, it's, it's designed. Yeah. That the intention really is to be, you know, as you say, build out that campaign setting, but also here's how it can work in whatever game you're running, you know, Mm-hmm. This encounter takes place in a forest. Are you guys in a forest right now? Then you can use it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. that way you're giving them the, the keys of the kingdom to basically, you know, use it and yeah. make it theirs. It's it's not just, you're not just sliding it in and copy-pasting. You're actually in integrating it into your story. Yeah, which, and, I, and I hope I, the law gives a bit of inspiration, like Patty said, to, to you know, to spark your own ideas, you know, about, mm-hmm. you know how it fits yeah. you and your world. Yeah, it's about kind of inspiring people and also keeping it simple and making it easy, you know, for people to use this in an existing campaign or, you know, it, whether it's homebrewed or pre-written. Like, that's why we have a theme for every mega holding. So if you're running something, for, you know, you're running Ragnar the Frostmaiden or Storm King's Thunder and you're north of the spine of the world or even if it's just your own homebrew Arctic setting, then you grab frozen wastelands right because it's got mm-hmm. a bunch of frozen monsters in there frozen scenarios arctic rules for you know cold diseases and all that sort of thing and then you know if you're running curse of strad or something yeah. similar in the domains of dread you pick up mm-hmm. the gothic horror mag of holding which you know has a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff related to gothic horror yeah, um and then you know so it's it's kind of like we want dms or players to have these on their shelves and they kind of they don't have to think you don't have to go browsing through loads of different things to figure out which which is which. It's just like, oh, um, I'm running something Christmassy. Okay, let's go get the winter one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm running, yeah. I'm running a seafaring campaign. Um, or you know, there's going to be a pirate encounter um, off the coast of Waterdeep in this whatever I'm running. And it's like, oh yeah, pirates and seafaring has a bunch of stuff. Let's see what what kind of monsters I could throw at the ship or. Yeah etc so it's kind of like just trying to keep it thematic and simple and inspiring and all these deep we things could have, we could have simplified the titles even more we should have just been like mag of holding just like chili you know salty spoopy, you know? one <laughs> you word title letters you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just grab it it's like what's this okay this is gonna get the spooky book this thing it's like a big bat wolf man throw that in you know what's this it's a guy he's got a gallows on his back that's cool throw that in you know you could really simplify it you know (laughs) yeah but instead you make sure to give it the extra flavor text that helps paint the picture you know because it's true just reading the stories can totally inspire a player or a gm to come up with an entire campaign or character yeah 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 that's the idea like even you know we like backgrounds is, I say backgrounds isn't like always the most popular thing to put in, put in somewhere, but I think like the bit I love about backgrounds and the reason I want to include them as much as possible, I think we have like two or three in the last few mag of holdings, is because I I love backgrounds and the reason mm-hmm. I love them as a as a player is because like if I'm coming up with a new character and I see an interesting background, it just sparks that you know mm-hmm. it just ignites the flame and then it takes yes. off and it's like it all comes yeah. out of the background you know <laughs> yeah and that, I, i'm the same way yeah yeah or the contrast between you know it's like okay i'm going to be a cleric and 
okay, well, uh, you know, I suppose an acolyte would make sense. But if you're like, okay, I've decided to play a wizard, but you go through the backgrounds and you're like, ooh, a sailor. What would a what would a wizard sailor be like? Or, you know, um, a barbarian sage, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, backgrounds. Those things are... can intersect. Backgrounds are huge. When I mean, I love in fifth edition that yeah. we got them now because it totally paints a picture. Like you can have a monster hunter ranger, and that totally tells you a story right there. As opposed to the outlander ranger, which is just, oh, you're a far traveler. You go, you know, you go from far places, and you come from where. But if you're a monster hunter, that's totally telling you it's Van Helsing right there. You know. I play a lot of clerics, a lot of bards, you know, those types of things usually um, because nobody else wants to play the cleric. So I'm like, fine, I'll play it. But I always choose different backgrounds for every single cleric. So it's completely different identity. And I try and craft them that specifically so that I'm not playing the same character. And I even I do accents. <laughs> I do. Um, and that's because primarily because my twin sister sounds identical to me um when jim was recording uh and we'd be listening to it and i'm like well who's talking well i know that's me because of what i'm saying you know my character but it's like people can't tell us apart so when we started gaming with her i started doing accents um so that we could differentiate but now it's like now each of my characters that background is so important for me to craft how that character is going to react. Um, mm. I completely yeah. adore new backgrounds because it gives me so much more fodder. Um, I'll even write my own depending on m- how I want that character to be or a background yeah. will inspire that character. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the, the, the custom backgrounds as well, but but only because if there's something that doesn't fit the niche exactly, but that's why I think it's... And Paddy's right. I think it's why background options are so important because, I mean, for one, a, a lot of a lot of people and a lot of DMs, I don't think would, would realize it's kind of one of those things that's uh, like a misconception. And it's it's understandable. There's so many rules, um, but you know, the, the custom backgrounds are you know rules as written, basic rules, official. You know, they're allowed. But um. I feel like most people that probably don't know that or, you know, understandably they're creating a character and they want to kind of grab one. And it's, you know, the, the, it's especially new players, you know, that it's they don't maybe fully understand it or customizing a background would be maybe a little bit of extra work for them or, you know, so having all those options is great so that you can have things a bit more niche that you're like, uh, like I believe, um, one of the, you know, um, essentially one of the backgrounds for the Feywild is more or less like uh, a kind of a, not like a changeling, but, you know, you, you were in the Fey as a child and like maybe you remember, maybe you don't, you know, kind of thing. You know, so it's like that's a specific thing somebody might want to do. Mm-hmm. But before it's like here's a pre-made version of that that you can just grab, you know, if you don't know how to build it yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot so of that's folks... also why. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, the one that's it's. I was like that. We tend to try and do a session zero together, building the characters, so that you know you can uh, uh, mesh 
Um, and yeah. what's always nice is because Jim will like, you know, and if you want to customize one, the GM can say, hey, look, if you want to customize something, um, uh, by all means, you know, just tell me and, you know, we'll we'll work with it um, or feel free to roll it. Um, but it's so nice to have other tables that you can either roll from or inspire you. Yeah. Then just the, the, the basics that that come with it, because let's I love them because it puts the R.O.L.E. back into role playing versus <laughs> R.O.L.L. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we um actually we uh, in a home game once that I was playing in, um, it was right after or it was like just right after the first like lockdowns and everything. It was my game group in, in my local game store had moved, we moved online. And so we started like a new campaign because we wanted to keep that one, you know, physical. So we said, let's just start a new campaign. And uh, our DM had the idea of like, since it's just a, a side campaign, we went through there's rules for essentially rolling your character's backstory or their, their like their background information in Xanathar's. And it was really interesting to like totally roll that, that you're like, okay, are you both, are your parents alive? Are you orphaned? Do you like your parents? Like, do you have siblings? How old are you? It goes like super into detail, but we had decided before all that, that what we were going to do was um, an all one class party. So we were all, ah. like, we'd all be bards and we were a family band. But <laughs> we were essentially, we were a band, but the thing is, obviously we were all a different subclass um, and we picked all different yeah, races, but the idea was our father was, some kind of actually, you know what? It was actually very like ego in the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He was like a demigod, deadbeat dad. So we were all like half siblings, <laughs> and we were looking for our father um, to like track him down. And you know, it was yeah. So like, I was a tiefling, but I looked like a jackal. Like I looked like an an Arcanoloth, and <laughs> someone else was a minotaur, and you know, there was an Asimar, and like so, you know, because he was this mercurial demigod, we just could look like whatever, but we were all siblings. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in a band, and, you know, so we each had to pick our instrument. And uh, one of the That's guys was just was awesome. the manager, you know. <laughs> we had talked about doing an all bard or all cleric, but like different, yeah. you know, factor, you know, it's like. That's so fantastic that you did it. I love it. In the one we were talking about, it's a human father with the all the half human races. Mm-hmm. So you'd have the half yeah. orc, the half, you know, the half demon, the, the tiefling, you know. Yeah, Ganassi and, <laughs> and all that. Yeah, that's awesome. Because it embraces the, the bard stereotype for their father. Of oh, course. totally. And it was the same thing. Yeah, it was like, yeah, he's obviously this very charismatic, you know, um, this very charismatic figure. So it transferred to all of us one way. So so we all had to have at least like decent charisma, you know. Um, but we, And it's funny, though, because, you know, you think and I think it goes to, to Kelly's point that, you know, uh, like a bard isn't just OK, a, like as much as we all love him, you know, a bard isn't just Scanlan. You know, uh, mm. it's not just, like that's a great archetype for a for a bard. You know, it's kind of the first thing you think of is this mischievous um, sort of, you know, lusty <laughs> kind of <laughs> um, character, you know. But uh, we had like uh, I think I chose the College of Whispers and I was mm-hmm. uh, a former spy. I, I think I was the oldest of the siblings and I was a former, it said I had been in a war. I owned like a parcel of land that I got in uh, for some reason. And, and I 
uh, on the Xanathar's rolling table. So I was like, well, what if I was given it as like, you know, uh, a commendation and, and I was an old spy master in war and I was College of Whispers and I was all very like sneaky and, and quiet. And I think I, but I, I might have played the equivalent of like a keyboard, you know, <laughs> I was in the back. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, Asimar was the front man and he was very charismatic. And uh, our Minotaur was like, she was great. She was just like a big himbo, you know, and she was the drummer, you know. So it was like we really everyone had their own personality, you know, within that. So it was, you know, five bards and we were all completely different. Well, see, we didn't do the bard party, but instead, because Jim had had suggested that one time. So instead, yeah. what I did was I actually created a changeling bard. So now I have five different main personas, <laughs> each with their own <laughs> accent, manner of speaking, completely different. She actually is also College of Whispers. Um, uh, it's a great song. And... But, yeah, so she's got uh, one of her characters is the haughty blood elf, you know, who, mm. you know, and then she just recently created a new one where he he's a half orc. His name's Yaya. He talks with a German <laughs> accent, <laughs> you know, but he's the, you know, he's the ladies man, you know, and then you have I have like different, you know. Each one. Well, I have two ladies' mans, you know, but <laughs> the elf. But. Yeah, yeah, I should play on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Which is why he's called Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Yeah, yeah on the shelf cover band. <laughs> Actually, I also love that movie, uh, Eurovision, Fire Saga. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> yeah. He was named for the song. <laughs> I just. Uh... You know, if you're listening, you know, cover your ears, but I got my mother that the, the soundtrack because she loves that movie. <laughs> There's no DVD of it, you know. I don't know if it's ever coming to, like, DVD, but um, I got her the soundtrack at least so she can listen in the car because, yeah, she's, like, in love with that movie and watches it all the time. <laughs> it is so delightfully ridiculous. Oh, the music is honestly is, – It is. It's actually great, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's more about her, not, you know mm. – well, Farrell, it's 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 Rachel McAdams' character. It is, and and I, I recently actually just showed it to my girlfriend. We watched it for the first time, and um, I was I was gonna actually bring it up with her, but but she um said herself that what she liked um is it's like obviously apart from the banker dude, you know, there's not <laughs> like you kind of think Dan Stevens' Russian guy is gonna be like the the villain but he, he's really like he does respect like he respects Rachel McAdams as an artist and you know and it's like you kind of you know he's not like bad bad no you know? he's he's, he's right that you know Will Ferrell is taking over granted and all that you know um but yeah like everyone is it's a it's a real feel-good movie and you know I think you've got to have those few movies you know uh yeah. can't be unseely all the time you know <laughs> Speaking of exactly. the elves, <laughs> don't the anger elves. the elves. <laughs> I'll leave this here because you need to do more murders. <laughs> we did a Netflix party once for for my sister and I, our, our birthday, since during quarantine. So we did a Netflix party with some of our friends, um, and uh, we chose Eurovision and was like, okay, everybody has to drink if they say elves. <laughs> 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 uh, 
a good time was had. <laughs> Many sore heads were had that morning, the next morning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for my sister. She she doesn't drink, but... <laughs> she just so, got a show. Yeah. Just, just just filled the pint glass with water, you know, and put a little yeah, tea in it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, is there anything else about uh, the breath of the Feywild that we haven't touched on? Any super secret things that we haven't said? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they should stay secret and encourage people to get it, so they can. <laughs> yeah. so they can. How very silly of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you want to find out the secrets, you have to back the Kickstarter. Ah, I like that. And as much as as I yacked, there is still, believe me, um, untold amounts of content that I didn't even touch on. Um, yeah, there's tons of stuff. Like, I mean, we, I don't even think we mentioned the. Well, we we sort of touched on some of the monsters, but there's four of those, four new monsters. Um, yeah. A bunch of NPCs, twenty three magic mm-hmm. items. Um. I think uh, it's a lot. Ben, you can take my word for it. I had to edit it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know exactly so, how much there is. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, we and we also often get that con- um, comment uh, that you know, people get it and they go, you know, they, they were assuming it was going to be a mag, and they're like, this is the magazine, it's a book, and it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it is it a is. book. It's just we we thought mag of holding was clever because it's a pun. But mm-hmm. it sort of didn't, you know, it backfired a little bit on us because people think it's a magazine. I mean, there is a bit of editorial in there for interviews and stuff like that, but primarily yeah. it, it is a book. There are, well, also, you know, I think we get away with it as well because it is it is quarterly, you know, and I used to get my dad, as he loves Aston Martins, and I got him this, they had their own magazine called Vantage, and I would get him that quarterly mag, and, you know, it's like about the same thickness, you know. I feel we can get away with it, you know. It's mm-hmm. a... You know, it's a quarterly publication. It's a magazine, you know. It's just a very big one. (laughs) And we know going way back to the oldest iterations of RPGs, we love that type of, you know, magazine feel. That way you can get different Mm. feels of different gaming, different gaming styles. And, you know, and and on the plus side, you know, they're themed at base. So, you know, it's super nice that way. Mm -hmm. Though I wonder if you'll ever have a April Fool's edition. Ooh. Thinking of all the puns, I just you know like. Oh the no, we already mind. have the. We won't say, but we already have the theme for our next um, spring, you know, Q1 Ooh. edition. But uh, maybe, maybe 2023 we'll pencil in uh, <laughs> April Fools. Yeah. Or maybe just like a little little mini thing on the Patreon page. <laughs> like the um, or you know, uh, hey, not a bad idea. Maybe like the uh, extra Santa Claus, you know. Christmas adventure because you know <laughs> it's it wasn't a Christmas um you know it wasn't a Christmas uh, edition but it was Christmas time so we kind of you know you got to have something so maybe yeah maybe April Fools or <laughs> the next one a little a little a little something extra a little teaser there <laughs> maybe Alrighty, guys I just definitely want to say thank you for coming on with us and, and having a great Sunday morning and. Of course, I, I can't wait to see. Uh, I'm still hoping that the uh, poster gets unlocked on the Kickstarter. That would be nice. Just saying. Yeah. Fingers crossed. 
Yeah. That, is, that is the next tier, and we have four more days. Yeah, we we might hit it. We 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 we've kind of hit that before when we've had this bit of a difference. So I, I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's always is... the final push in the last kind of two days. The Kickstarters tend to experience a bit of a surge. Everybody panics, you know. I do it all the time. I back stuff on Kickstarter. I'm like. There's, there's 36 hours left to go. I gotta get it. What if, <laughs> I don't want to miss out. <laughs> you get that. Oh no, trust me. I, I missed out on one because I was, uh, um, <laughs> I was on vacation and my reminder came up and I came back and I'm like, no! <laughs> the FOMO yeah. is real. I panic, <laughs> I panic by Kickstarter a lot, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's where like the impulse buys get me. Uh, you, you won't if you impulse buy the mags. Don't worry, you will not regret it. <laughs> Unlike that packet of donuts that I bought at the checkout, you know, <laughs> last minute. <laughs> you know, Shall only we... good for you. Don't not remind me. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally You're good. Hired. <laughs> It's totally good for you and sustainably developed because you use sustainable materials, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we try to use uh, exactly. It's, um, we're using the people who are, you know, they use sustainable methods in their printing. And, um, yeah, we try to do what we can as well for the environment because, you know, uh, the thing is, I come from the ebook side of things. I'm, I was originally, I come from like the, the, the author, uh, science fiction and fantasy in the author sort of industry, if you want to call it that. And I've been doing that full time for a few years now. And then it kind of like, um, say took a, a bit of a left turn into the D&D side of things. It was, you know, it was just going to happen at some point. I love D&D. I'm a writer. You know, those two words were one of me. And the thing is with the ebook side of things is, you know, look, People still buy print an awful lot, but ebook has become very popular. And the great thing about ebook is, you know, you're not using any uh, resources. Whereas, you know, in Dungeons and Dragons and anti TTRPGs, we all still love to be able to hold that book in our hands mm-hmm. and yeah. that pass does. it around the game table. Yep. Yeah. And we just, you know, we, we uh, donate to, you know, charities that plant trees and stuff like that because we just feel. Well, at least um, I feel that it's important if you're going to be cutting down trees to make your product that you need to be doing something to, you know, replace that. At least yeah. doing what you can, you know. And we, uh, uh, I mean, if we cut all the trees down and the forests, I mean, we're in trouble because uh, where are all the fae going to live and they're going to spill out? And exactly. <laughs> you know, and they're going to be really to, cranky. Want, yeah, you want a bunch yeah. of red caps in your, you know, in your basement. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's keep the fae in the forest, people. Yeah. <laughs> Got to give them some of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. But um, thanks so much, Jim and, and Kelly, for having us. You know, it's been, it's 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 been great. You know. I yeah, loved it. It's been great to to repeatedly punish each other. <laughs> 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 and yeah, we're definitely looking forward when the Kickstarter, you know, comes on out because you know, yes. Uh, this may uh, cause us to have to have another stream game. Oh no, another stream game of more <laughs> Fae stuff. Because totally our high C shenanigans game needs the uh, 
pirates and seafarers brought into it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All the good things. We'll have to. We'll have to do a post-game discussion. You can tell us. Uh, we'll we'll come. We'll have to come back on, and you can tell us uh, what you thought. You know how you got on with the the mag content. <laughs> mm-hmm. How the how did the uh, attack of the jackalope go? <laughs> what new puns were were burst? <laughs> Don't tell the players the, na- the the monster hunt name, but after they finish, find out that the title was called Night of the Jackalope. Because here they thought it was something horrible, and it's just a bunch of jackalopes on the wild. <laughs> you go through the Dave, forest, yeah. and you see the trees about two feet high are scraped bare of bark. What could be doing that? <laughs> that does or, seem pretty ominous. Yeah. What about the day of the jackalope, and there's a, you know, an international assassin with a you know, sniper rifle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna stop. Uh, I'm gonna stop going off on tangents, or else you, you find people will never get to to leave. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, I want to say definitely thank you for joining us. And is there any parting words you want to throw out there for the day? Uh, let's just say thanks to you guys for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure and a blast. And yeah, thanks to all the people who have supported us. Uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster being the first year. We've, like I said, this is the fifth Kickstarter. It's been mental and insane. And next year's going to be even more so. So, you know, if, if you haven't already, <laughs> jump aboard the roller coaster because we're, it's going to get interesting. <laughs> it's only going to get faster and harder to jump on. <laughs> exactly. I just have one thing to say. Whee! (laughs) I think that's where we're going to end it. (laughs) Alrighty, guys. Thank you for everything you do with the mag of holding and and sharing with us gamers. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Alright, have a great afternoon, guys. Thank you. Have a great morning, folks. Thank you. All the best. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cppn to never miss a show or stream.